Hello and welcome to episode 13 of series 3 of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. This is the show for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Pitch People. For those of you who listened to our last episode, you will have recalled it was our second anniversary show. So we're entering now into our third year of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. As we do that, I'm going to look forward to the next two episodes that we're going to be bringing you. So on the 19th of July, I'm putting out an interview with Leslie Ullman from Ullman Communication. Leslie has got a great model, the ABCD. E of internal communications, really nice way of remembering all the things that we need to be focusing on as an internal communicator and some really good ideas to share along with the acronym that uh, Leslie uses in her and in her book that she's written as well, which which Leslie will be talking about on the show. And then after that, on the 2nd of August, I've got an interview with Stephanie Briggs from Ivanti. And Stephanie's going to be telling us all about the comms and engagement challenges we have during mergers and acquisitions. I know a lot of organizations have been and may be going through some sort of transformation brought about by either a merger or an acquisition so so stephanie's going to be sharing with us some really interesting thoughts and experiences that she's had based on her experience and she came into an organization that was undergoing a lot of change as well so lots of really interesting stuff there about change uh, that you'll be able to pick up now this week in fact today the day this episode goes out the 5th of july i'm going to be at the institute of internal communications festival which is a conference in the UK. Now, what I'm planning to do, hopefully this will uh, will pan out, is to do a few quick interviews. I'm going to grab a few conversations with professionals from internal communications uh, in the internal communications industry and I'm going to get some sound bites there for the show now whether it'll go out on the next show on the uh, the 19th of July or the one after that but I'm planning to do a kind of little composite of brief conversations, asking people what they're working on at the moment, sharing their insights uh, and also the uh, responses for them, how they're finding the conference, probably one of the first big internal communications conferences we've had since the end of the, or since the, uh, well, since the pandemic restrictions were lifted. I don't want to tempt fate by saying the end of the pandemic, but uh, I will include those in the show. So hopefully a good, good, uh, mosaic of of voices there that you'll be hearing and lots of different people and hopefully some i'm looking forward to hopefully catching up with some of our previous interviewees on the show as well and having a quick quick chat with them again to put into the episode so um just a couple of things just before we go into today's interview we we're constantly trying to grow the show getting more people listening to it more people aware of it so if you do find any of our episodes helpful hopefully you find them all of them are helpful but if any particularly helpful please share them with with people in your network um, you know, we definitely want as many people listening to the show as possible. And, and it's it's we're very happy if you can do that. And also, if you could leave us a review, if you could go to your platform that you listen to your podcasts on, whether that's iTunes or whatever, and leave a review for us. Give us some uh, some quantitative uh, feedback, uh, you know, give us some stars and, and as many as possible would be brilliant. But also any feedback that you'd like to give us about the show, how useful you're finding it, any any particular bits that you found particularly helpful, that 
that would be absolutely fantastic and it just helps us to build the show build the credibility of the show and attract more fantastic guests for you to be able to listen to and on that note let's go to this episode's interview When it comes to finding guests for the show, we're always looking for people who are relevant to our field. We, we, we do a lot of research into people's backgrounds when, it, when we're looking for people who are working in internal communications and in employee engagement, be that as internal uh, managers or directors or senior leaders with, with, within, their, within an organization or whether they're, they're consultants with, with uh, new ideas and, and, and concepts that we think will bring value to our audience. It's always interesting you know when we find someone who has a tangential interest or an area of, of interest which is relevant to our field but one that we wouldn't normally cover and today's guest is, is exactly that um i came across him through uh, an outreach that he made to me he he knew that as my company we the, the big picture people that we create corporate games we create games for organizations not commercial games but we create games that are learning games, communication games that we we provide to our clients to help them to facilitate conversations basically around different lots of different topics, whether it's health and safety, whether it's about company values, vision, strategy, all of those different types of areas. And he reached out to me because he's someone who is in in in, in interested in board games. It's his passion. Uh, and when I got into a conversation with him, what I found out what he was doing was not only was he interested in playing board games, he was actually bringing them into the workplace to create um, culture change. He didn't call it that. It wasn't his definition of what he was doing. He was just doing something that he enjoyed and he'd recognised that it was having uh, a cohesive effect on his colleagues and on his on his work workmates. Um, and I was just really interested in, in that. And when I got into conversation with him, I found out that this has got nothing to do with his day job. He's not, he's a, you know, he's an engineer. He's not a, 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 a an employee culture ambassador or anything like that. He's just doing this off his own back. And I thought, it was a really, really nice story um, of what we're all striving to do within our organizations, which is to create a group of people, a culture of people within our organizations that are just doing the right thing for the right reasons and something that they're bringing their own passion and personality to their work, but that that is having a, an impact and a positive impact on on their colleagues and the culture of the organization. So that's what today's uh, interview is going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at this uh, this idea of, of games, but also other social interests that we can bring to our work, that bring our whole self to the work that we're doing, but also have a massive benefit and a massive positive impact on our organizations too. My interviewee today is Adam Collins. Adam is pre-construction manager at the UP companies based in St. Louis, Missouri. Adam is also the host of Eat, Lunch and Board Game podcast. This is a podcast that tells the story of what started off as playing games with co-workers to pass through to a lunch, to pass through a lunch hour and now has spun out into a, a, a lot, lot more. And I'm going to stop there and I'm going to bring in Adam. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing really well. Now, I must apologize because of the time difference. I've got, I've got you out of bed at 6 a.m. in the morning, your time. So uh, you're sounding amazingly alert for, for 6 a.m. in the morning. 
Um, uh, and uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, St. Louis, Missouri. It's somewhere I, I've never been to. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the name, uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about St. Louis, Missouri. Where is it? And, and I mean, obviously, it's in Missouri and it's in the United States, but tell us a little bit about the place. Yeah, so it's almost the dead middle of the country. Uh, it's what they call the gateway to the west. And it's on the mighty Mississippi. We have the arch right there down on the lake or the uh, riverfront. And uh, it's where Lewis and Clark started their expedition west ah. to, to view the rest of the country. Fantastic. Fantastic. So games, we're going to be talking about games today. And uh, I've set this up a little bit in the preamble to the to the to this conversation about why we're talking about but games. But Tell me a little bit about your your relationship with games, and um, you know when did you start playing games, and, and how, what what part do games play in your your life outside of work? And and we will go into the conversation about how you are now using them at work as well. Sure. So I started playing games at a young age: the Milton Bradley, Parker Brothers, classics, you know, Clue, Monopoly, that sort of thing. And played with my parents, my aunts and uncles, grandma, friends, that sort of thing. My siblings, especially. And then kind of got away from it after college. You know, played Monopoly and stuff in college. And then got back into it when my cousin showed me the Settlers of Catan. Mm. And that kind of like changed. You know, I had no idea that games had could do stuff like that you know and be such such a different type of game and so then uh well sitting with a co-worker one afternoon uh we went out to lunch just at a fast food place and i was playing katana on my phone and he he goes what's that and i'm like that's you know it's a board game and i can bring it in and show you surely somebody else in our office knows how to play so we found a third person cause you need three to play Catan. And I sat down and explained it to him and he's like, Oh, this game is awesome. And then from there, more people kept showing up to, to learn the game or then other people found out we were playing games. Mm. And as it just kind of morphed into playing every day with you know, what started off as a few people in my division kind of became a, we played every day with people from all over the building. And that was important because the building I was in was very siloed, very segmented, very separated where you didn't really know people outside of your department unless yeah. it was somebody you needed to know. Yeah. Like if you had to know this person, then you knew him. Yeah. But did you know that person sitting over there? Nope. Yeah. 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 And it started, like I like to say, board games build bridges. It started building those bridges of communication and started getting rid of the fog that seemed to be there. Like the mysterious, ooh, that department's, you know, mysterious. I don't know anybody over there. <laughs> and, you know, oh, who do I talk to? Oh, I need somebody in this division. I don't know who to talk to over there. To, oh, I know so-and-so in that division, so I can go over there, and if they're not, if they can't give me the answer, they can point me to the person who can, and it really started bringing the office together more, and that's what has really 
shown the benefits of playing games with your coworkers at lunch is just you get to meet them. They're not scary anymore. And now you've got a line of communication in, in that department that you didn't have before. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm going to just rewind a little bit there, there, Adam. So Catan, for the, for the uninitiated, for the people who aren't, aren't hardcore game, game players, what, what is Catan? Is that, is that like a role-playing game or without going into the detailed rules? So it's what would be like a resource management type game. Okay. So yeah, it's a settlement style game, kind of like a late, not so much area control as much as resource management. You're trying to build and expand your, your settlement on this island of Catan. Okay. okay. While everybody else is trying to expand their settlement. You've got to trade with each other and you're just, it's, it's a, it's a race to 10 points, but you also have to like work together, but not work. You want to, you want to work together just enough to benefit you, but not enough to benefit them. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Okay. Yeah. I get, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I know I, I, I do. I'm not, I do know. I do play a lot of, um, uh, board games, but not those are more, co- you know, that I, I kind of Sim City was the sort of video game, I guess was, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of in the back of my head in terms of that sort of building communities, very, very primitive version of, of, of that, I guess, to a certain extent. Yeah, to yeah. an extent. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've you've got this game. You've, you've you're bringing it into the office. You, you well, you kind of met one sort of. It's like like the uh, you you found one sort of person who's who's intrigued by this, and then you've suddenly got this 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 thing that has grown, and and then more and more people getting drawn into it. And as you say, you know, kind of breaking down barriers, getting people interacting with each other without any airs or graces, and and you know, really just being able to sort of engage with each other on a very even level and that's then grown into this um this group that you've got now we'll talk about a little bit about a minute but this isn't this isn't your day job is it adam you're not you know i know, I know that very few organizations have like a kind of senior get board game director or anything like that in them well, that's a shame I, it is a shame and i, I agree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> but this isn't you know you you're doing this as something that you're just doing because you like it and it and it you, feels the right thing to do yeah you, this isn't your kind of your your as i said at the beginning you're a pre-construction engineer yeah, in an engineering business this is something you've brought in you brought your personal passion into work and it's actually it's actually doing some amazing things is that fair to say correct yeah this is not my day job uh i <laughs> wish it was uh but you know so i started a new company a little over a year ago now and it's like actually three different companies all under one roof and again the the fog is there like ooh, don't go to that side of the company that you know we don't know anybody over there oh my yeah yeah yeah. But, you know, I'm a social butterfly, so I'm like, well, I want to walk through this fog and see what's over there. And uh, so, yeah, we started playing uh, a different game. Uh, we've been playing uh, a game called Red Dragon Inn for the for the last month, which is just a, like a fun little card-based game. And it's, you know, it's very lighthearted, very fun, but, like, it's drawing people in and so i've got people from the different divisions already and i'm starting to see the benefits already because i needed to know something but i didn't know who in that other in that division was the person to ask so i went to the person i play a game with and i'm like hey who can answer this question Mm. and they just they oh yeah this person so they take me and walk me over there and then give me an introduction uh same thing happened on our side a guy was like hey i need to be added to this this job folder and i'm like oh well go ask so-and-so well, i don't know who that is oh right um 
well, come on, I'll show you. So yeah. I knew who she was. So I walked over and said, Hey, this is her, you know, this is the person that can help you out. Yeah. So I find that it, it, it brings, it brings the office closer together, you know, kind of brings the walls in, if you will. And yeah. starts creating those, those bridges and those lines of communication. So ha- ha- give me an idea of how many people in the, how many people you have in the, you know, the office in general and how many people are now are engaged in this, this, uh, this, this, this group that you, you're kind of forming or is forming itself by the sounds of it. <laughs> forming <laughs> itself is definitely the way it's going. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got about <laughs> 60 people in the office, 70 people. Yeah. And I've got uh, about 10 people on the email list and we have anywhere between three and as many as seven at one time uh, that'll show up. So okay. Okay. about 10% of the office is on my email list, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, like you said, just kind of growing now. Yeah. And- yeah. It's got a, it's got a, it's got its own momentum. And, and so visualizing this then, are we, are we, are we, am I coming into your office and I'm just seeing at lunchtime, I'm seeing this group of people just playing this game in the middle of the office or have you yeah. got a corner? Yeah. You're, 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 you're not in the sort of, uh, the canteen area or the, 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 the recreation area. You, you're, you're actually in the office and you're having this, uh, this animated, game playing experience in, in, yeah. in, the, in the yeah that's fantastic yeah we have a cafeteria that a lot of people go and eat at <clears throat> and we just kind of we took a table over in the cafeteria so we're off to the side yeah uh in, in the cafeteria with everybody else and yeah. uh we're playing our game yeah and have you got anybody who's just you know kind of just doesn't get it who's just sort of one of those guys up to you know what you know what, what you, you, i know you're doing it in, you technically you're doing this in your own time aren't you so this isn't in 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 work time you're doing this in in lunch time is that fair to say yes yeah yeah absolutely and, and anybody though still sort of gives you that kind of strange look as they say you know you guys are weird or yeah oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely but then they see that we have a 3d printed trophy that goes to the winner and all of a sudden uh, they're like wait oh, a minute i want to win the trophy i want to i want a bit of that i want a bit of yeah. that <laughs> exactly so i want that trophy uh, absolutely so you've it's it's amazing what you've said you know you've sort you you've talked about there it's kind of breaking down bar barriers it's getting people out of their silos it's getting people to you, you know you just, whether or not you've got anything in common with someone else you've got this experience that you've had this this regular experience and the the, the fun and comp- competition and uh, camaraderie that comes out of that what what are the what are the things you know have you seen changing as a result of this this process or as a result of this this, this activity that that people are playing and you've got this kind of greater connection what what else is are, are some of the I guess, you know, because games are great because you can, I always and use the analogy, it's like a graphic equalizer in terms of, you know, you can have competitiveness, collaboration, you can have points, you can have, you know, uh, racing to the, you know, there's so many different dynamics and elements to games that make them so enthralling. What, what, what other elements have you seen carry over into into the workplace from from this, uh, this, this process? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't really know of any other than just, like I said, it's really just people know now that, you know, Rick knows somebody over in my division. Yeah. People know that in my division that I know somebody in another division. And so we're starting to see that, uh, like the communication lines coming a lot better now. If anything, 
it's it's added a lot of little friendly trash talking and meme mm. sending over the yeah. uh, over the internet and yeah you know um, yeah. coming for the trophy today well you know better bring it because it's my trophy and so <laughs> you know we have that kind of stuff going on uh i like to see it kind of you know i'm in the construction industry so we're already kind of competitive anyway to try to be the the, the best at the right mm. price mm. so you, you can see some of that kind of coming through in the gameplay but i, I wish it would <laughs> i wish we could say yeah well we're, it's the race to a million dollars but it's it's <laughs> we haven't got there yet no 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 it's i think it's always interesting because because some of the games that we 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 develop and you know our games are different they, they you know they're not they're not intended to be commercial games in that you wouldn't you know expect people to go into a a, a a store and buy them as a commercial game they are corporate games but i think some of the elements of you know like like i've said about collaboration versus competition we've used that quite that metaphor where we've kind of we've got people into thinking this is a competitive situation and actually you, we can both win if we can compete can co- collaborate with each other which sounds a bit cheesy but actually can be a really good way of reinforcing you know the underlying premise which is you often get in teams it is our team is needs to be better than the other team across the corridor and we need to sort of uh, show ourselves as being the most smart or the, the most agile or whatever and actually you can use games to really explore that in a way that people turn not drop their defenses but 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 don't realize actually what i'm doing here is actually mirroring sort of other stuff that happens in the office and i don't even realize it and you can get some really get some interesting reflections on that sort of thing and so yeah it was just to see whether any of the games that you play actually you've kind of sort of recognized any you know kind of uh <laughs> behaviors good, desirable or otherwise that people tend to demonstrate <laughs> in 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 that sort of gameplay situation um uh i would say not yet uh, but it'll probably, you know, maybe it's the last company I was at for, we had a game group going for five years and you would see, you know, a little bit of that. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. We had a lot, big, it was a lot bigger office, about 250 people. Yeah. And again, though, we had 25, so we had about 10%, which seems like the going number now that I think about it. Um, but we would, I worked, I worked hand in hand with the social committee and stuff like that. And we did a lot of uh games like you're saying like who can raise the most of this and who can bring in the most canned goods and who can yeah you know based on teams and stuff like that we definitely saw a lot of that yeah yeah so what what are your um what what are your sort of leaders thinking about this what do you know when you 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 mentioned that you were playing a game you know when we, and when we were talking beforehand and some of your leaders have sort of caught, caught you playing it or seen you playing these games what what what, what you know what, what are they saying about it do they recognize that this is a really um you know kind of really organic and and really good process that's that's just happening or, or and are they supportive or, or how does that work yeah so for me it's been very at the new company I've had, there's like, we call them the big three, the top three guys. And two of them uh, know that we play and uh, they are supportive of it. Um, the third, I, I mean, I'm sure he knows. It's hard to, to not know that we're out there playing. But uh, mm. yeah, they are supportive. They they kind of stop by, say, who's winning? What's, you know, who's going to win today? And that kind of thing. And show their support of it. And I am working with, again, like the social committee to try to do like a board game night after after work one night 
mm. uh, in the future. But the management there, they've been really good about it. They, we only play once a week, so they kind of understand, you know, that that, that one hour once a week is kind of like we're all trying to win the trophy, and they kind of let it let it slide. I guess they, they're like, oh yeah, well no, this is their game day, so yeah, we'll let them, you know, we'll let them play. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'd like to think, you know, I, I, I find someone like you working in my organization, and it was a, you know, an organization of your size. I'd like to sort of really, without you know, kind of um, not embarrassing you or kind of like, you know, putting you on a, pe- a pedestal that's never a good thing to put people. I mean, I really, I do think what you're doing here is is fantastic because it's like, if, you know, for me, having people in, a, in your team or in your organization who are doing things, which is creating social cohesion, that's doing all of the things you talked about earlier about breaking down barriers and creating, um, you know, kind of connections that wouldn't otherwise be there for me is like, you know, it's worth a hundred employee of the month sort of certificates. So, you know, I, I think it, it's interesting. And I know you're not doing it for that reason. You're doing it because <laughs> you love playing games and you're just a kind of like, like you say, you're a social, uh, you're a social butterfly, but I think it's, uh, you know, for me that, that, uh, you know, you get all of these organizations that are sort of, fi- how do we find a way to celebrate our values and all that sort of thing? Well, you're kind of, I don't know what your organizational values are and how this links to them, but for me, you're kind of you're doing something which is um which is amazing and i think you know i just think you should be getting the credit for that as well which you, you may <laughs> be you. i don't know yeah yeah no i think it's i think it's, it's fantastic so i mean if if someone if someone's i mean and, and it doesn't I, I guess it's always tricky with these sorts of things to say well how could you do it in your organization and and then because they haven't got an adam and they haven't got the kind of culture that you've got and they haven't maybe i've got a, you know the kind of critical mass of people who are interested in this sort of thing and it might not be board games but you, you know if 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 an if someone's listening to this and they're thinking i really like that how could we start doing this in our organization without kind of overly managing it and making it into some sort of corporate messy bureaucracy that we have to get approval and sign off to do you know what any any thoughts on that adam because you've kind of just done this really organically and it's just happened and 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 i guess when you try and do things deliberately they're happening organically elsewhere that's that can sometimes lead to some unintended consequences what are your thoughts on that well so when we started doing it at both my companies we started kind of playing in the conference room kind of out of the way to kind of get people comfortable with with it like getting comfortable playing a game again because a lot of times these people they haven't played games in a long time and they or you know they have no idea like, like i said like what games have morphed into so mm-hmm. we kind of we start off small and in a conference room out of sight so that we're not disturbing anybody it's kind of a safe area if you will like a safe place to just kind of learn to learn to play again right mm. and then as we got bigger we outgrew the little conference room and it was like, okay, okay, so let's go play in the cafeteria then. And so, you know, that's what we, that's how we went about it. And then, you know, if you want to play games at lunch, um, I know a podcast you could listen to that has a bunch of, uh, I'm going to mention that. I'm going to mention that at the end. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, but I would, I mean, especially if you want to go down the path I did, I would definitely look at, starting off with some simpler games Mm. that kind of just you know like red dragon in is surprisingly it's a little bit more complicated than a normal game but it's also very simple once you learn it but you know stick with games that kind of have a fundamental mechanic that's familiar with people 
So mm. like I always like to say King of Tokyo is one of the best entry level games to this because it's just Yahtzee and a lot of people know Yahtzee. So it's just kind of like Yahtzee only you are a kaiju monster instead of, you mm. know, trying to get all sixes. You're trying to get instead of trying to score Yahtzee. You're trying to get a bunch of claws to smack everybody else, you know, mm, mm. Okay. Um, but I start off simple, work your way up. Uh, you know, that's, if if you have a lot of people to play cards, there are a lot of card games out there that are not that don't use a standard bicycle hoil deck of fifty two cards. There's a lot of games out there that are card based that people aren't don't tend to be scared of cards. Yeah, because you know. And then the other thing is with board games these days, they have a lot of cooperative games. Like you were saying earlier about cooperative versus competitive. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cooperative games out there. So you can bring people together to play a cooperative game and mm. you're all working together to try to beat the game. Not to be uh, too on the nose, but there is a great game called pandemic mm. uh, by Matt <laughs> Leacock. <laughs> and that's a good com- uh, cooperative game and that you're all working together to try to beat the game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I agree. I think, um, and I think there are so many different game me- mechanics within games because one of the things that we when we we're working with clients and we're they ask us to develop, you know, kind of gamify a, a, a thing that you know whether mm-hmm. it's our company's processes or procedures or something more nebulous. One of the things we always do is to try and keep it simple. So that so because I think there's a danger that. And again, I know what you're doing is you're playing the games for the game's sake and the, any consequences that come for that are are kind of like the, a, a benefit. Whereas what we're trying to do is we're trying to derive the benefit from playing the game. And I think in those situations, what we found is that um, it, it's really important not to overcomplicate. It's really easy to try to create some sort of overly elaborate mechanic with complicated rules that people spend all of their time trying to work out what the rules are rather than actually experiencing the game. And I, I definitely vouch for you, for you on that in terms of, um, you know, how you can uh, break things up. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. And, and I think, um, and I think the the other thing, the other thing I was going to ask you actually, you you because you, you've obviously you you mentioned the game pandemic. We've also all been through a pandemic. What what how did uh, what happened to the this kind of because this did this community start before the pandemic or was this something because you it sounds like you've been doing this for a while, yeah? Oh yeah. So mm. the office that I was at when the pandemic started, um, a lot we had just started working on an RPG role playing game campaign. And we took it online. Yeah. And the online, like the online stuff has been great since. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I really think the pandemic helped push a lot of that to it. And then, um, but really what it also allowed me to do, uh, a lot of my, which sounds weird, a lot of my best friends don't live in the St. Louis area. And so we were able to play over Zoom. Right. And we would we would hook up our our cameras and we would play these roll and write games, which are like Yahtzee, where you just you roll and then you write down the results of the dies or the dice some way or another. And then. But we were playing these ones that everybody was involved in every round and all that. And so we would the three of us would log on to a Zoom together and for half an hour, we would play this real quick, short roll and write for, you know, and we joked about how we played 
hung out more over the pandemic virtually than we hung out in a normal year together. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's interesting because because we had a <clears throat> we had a similar experience at the beginning of the pandemic. We were developing a physical um, kind of board game solution for one of our clients, and we came and, and the pandemic struck, and we were kind of we'd done a lot of the work, and we had this kind of physical thing that we were trying to work out how the hell you know are we going to get this to work now because we you know we shame just to not try and find a way around it so we did a pilot for them and like we basically i did very similar to what you did we, we kind of printed the board game and we we hovered a a webcam above it and everybody dialed in and we we kind of we played a board game with them kind of call it, i was rolling the dice moving them around and mm. turning the cards over and then holding it up to the camera and then actually from that what spawned was a kind of a way of using that platform and using that actually with a proper interface where they where we can have a board game environment where what you know one person can manipulate roll the dice move things around in a in a digital kind of format and uh, and and we could get people dialing in via a zoom call and it worked really well and and, it, and i was amazed you know because because everybody when when we talk about this we say oh, so they say it's like i say it's like an e-game where i just play against myself and i've got avatars a bit like when you play you know, Monopoly on the iPad and things like that. And, and <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was still a social experience, but we were doing it through Zoom and it was a really interesting, uh, it was challenging, but it was really interesting. So yeah, I can completely re- relate to that. Um, oh, yeah, we, we were last, so back to that real quick. We, uh, my, I also run a board game publishing company and we were right in the middle of play testing our next game. Yeah. And we actually finished the play testing of some of the, the last, bit of rules and expansions same way we had we hung a a cell phone up in the dining room table light fixture everybody (laughs) logged into the zoom and we had so our game was uh spatial oriented it's a tile lane game yeah so we actually took a post-it note wrote in for north and put it on the table yeah that way you could tell me north east south and south and west where you wanted to place that tile. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. to make it faster, you know, no, no, go West. No further West. Okay. Now go up North, North. Okay. Right yeah. there. Now rotate it. <laughs> All right. And then every day, the camera in the, in the light picture would orientate itself differently. Like, yeah. Oh, this, yeah. you know, so yeah. we had to put a North down. So we knew which way, you know which way game north was that day yeah yeah we 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 because we our game the game we were trialing was um uh, and then we eventually ended up using in the digital was was um was a team-based thing so the two teams so what we got them to do there which which actually turned out i'd originally had the idea that um we would send them like a party hat two different colored party hats and they'd have to wear a party hat just to sort of show which team they were in and then actually somebody said why don't we just change the color of the background so what we did is we got them to so it was great you had this little wall of faces and you could see the blue team and the red team and and it worked really well like that so it's amazing you know necessity is is the mother of invention that's the right way isn't it yeah so uh, yeah and actually, it made it a kind of fun part of the process because people would choose, you know, a kind of find a red background and they would find palm trees or a desert. And then some people would find that like, kind of like the sea for the blue team. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't fun. just a color. It was really quite creative as well. So that was cool as well. So, so, so look, 
Adam, that, that's that's been really amazing, really fascinating. I, I, as I, as I've kind of said in the preamble to the interview that that uh, I've already recorded on my own, it was just like you know, really amazing sort of. Um, story I, lo- I love stories and i love stories about people who've just done things and you know because of their passion about them and and it's actually you know leading to some really interesting consequences that if organizations tried to design them themselves they would probably kind of foul up and, and overcomplicate and then just give up on and you've just got this thing that's happened because you've got a bunch of people who are passionate about this and uh and it's and it's it's creating like you said at the beginning it's it's sort of breaking down barriers and it's creating you know kind of cohesion and and yeah. connectivity that just wouldn't be there and i think it's a really nice story so um, anything anything to add any any other final points before we talk about your i'm going to give you a chance to to tell us all about your own uh, your own podcast as well so don't worry about that so anything to add to the just the general content of the conversation though adam no i don't think so other you know but this other than this group has been kind of an interesting one at my new company um because it's a lot of people who have kids so they're interested in learning about games that they can play with their kids Hmm. both you know so i have two young young ones and uh so does a couple of my coworkers. but then one of my coworkers, her she's older and her children are obviously older and she said well how do i get my you know i want to play a game with my kids it's you know they're 19 20 and so it's been an interesting to try to help them find games to play with their kids and it's been a real fun uh yeah. experience yeah no we we i know and again i'm not wanting to talk you going know, about the pandemic but i know during lockdown when my we were caged up with my uh my two sort of uh well my early 20 year old and 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 late teen we we found a lot of solace in the routine of every night having a game you know after after we'd eaten our uh, our dinner and uh and and you know we we ended up defaulting to one game which we just played over and over again which was uh which because you'll want to know which was quirkle do you know quirkle oh yeah quirkle's yeah. a blast yeah really really got into heavily into quirkle and tactics with quirkle because I, I love games <laughs> where there's a tactical element to it as well and uh we, we know which is all the best games are. Uh, yeah, well, we, there certainly and, is in quirkle <laughs> oh yeah we and so we've we've uh that's our kind of go-to whenever that whenever they're back from college we we uh we get quirkle out after tea and we kind of remember the days of like playing this every <laughs> night and god was that did we do that for like six months continuously and well was it three months or was it a year we can't remember but yeah i think it's all the same (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly well look adam i am going to give you a chance now to tell us all about your podcast and where people can find out more about that and i'll stick it into the show notes as well so over to you sure yeah my podcast is uh eat lunch and board game it's easy to find at eatlunchandboardgame.com it's on spotify and apple and all that stuff as well but uh, eatlunchandboardgame.com. It's on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash eatlunchandboardgame where uh, I need to get back on it. But I was posting pictures of the games we were playing at lunch and any fun anecdotes about what happened in that day's game. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, okay. then, I've got, then I've got my own board game company, which is beardedboardgames.com. We yeah. have one game currently out right now. We're trying to get the second one out there, but uh we've got fences which is uh the game we developed while working um yeah so it was it was designed specifically to be played over lunch hour okay 
Okay, oh, that's good. Beardedboardgames.com. I'll put that into the show notes. And I'm going to find your Facebook page and I'm going to join that as well straight afterwards as well. I'll, I'll also put a link into your LinkedIn profile if you know from a professional yeah. uh, perspective uh, and uh, as well if anyone wants to uh, reach out to you there. But but really really enjoyed that, Adam, and and I love um, I love these kind of conversations where you know we, it's just a it's it's a tangential thing from what we normally talk about, but actually it it probably embodies more more about what what I think we're trying to do and you know in terms of developing and building and st- building cultures and helping people feel sense of belonging in our organizations I think the sort of stuff like this is just so so neat and uh, and I really I really like it so well done Adam and really lovely to speak to you and no, I appreciate uh, yeah. it thank you and you've got an you've got a lot early start to the day now you're kind of all woken up and fresh eye fresh eye yeah there I have a job site meeting at 7 30 they're like oh it's so early and I'm like ha ha jokes on you I'm already awake yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you're in the game so yeah fantastic all right Adam you take care my friend and thank you very much I really enjoyed that and I'll look forward to catching up with you soon we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the engaging internal comms podcast if you've got any ideas for episodes you'd like us to cover in future you can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can use the feedback form at engagingic.com if you're not already subscribed to the show via your podcast platform please do so and if you could leave a review for us that would be absolutely fantastic we have links to other episodes at engagingic.com all of our previous episodes are available there and if you're interested in our visual communication services our big pictures our learning maps our explainer videos and also our live graphic recording please get in touch with us again at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk thank you